are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Listeners and listeners, this is Wastelands, and you know what that noise means, Marco Mark? It means we're doing a Halloween episode. Yes, we are. Thank you, Mr. Carpenter, for your lovely little piano ivory twinklings, because it puts <laughs> us in the mood for some Halloween. Halloween. Fantastic. Mate, I wanted to do something tonight about um, the partners in crime much like us as partners in Slime that go together, which is 80s horror movies and Mm -hmm. 80s hair metal. Oh, yeah. Bring it on, man. I don't think there's anything that typifies a childhood of being brought up in a VHS era is getting bad horror movies from the video shop and discovering Mm -hmm. their soundtracks. Oh yeah, and we absolutely. And, and this is a recurrent theme for us, right? We do this all the time. We regale yeah. of t- you know, tales of ye olde days of discovering music through videos. Um, but I wanted to dedicate a Halloween themed um, episode because I've sort of gone with eight tracks that are synonymous with like '80s bad films. Look, I really feel that it gets you in the mood for Halloween. Are you in the mood for Halloween, my good man? I am now. Absolutely. All right. So what I'm going to do is I've got a series of uh, songs and the movies and some weird-ass factoids, and I'm basically going to take you on a journey, a journey through the ages of the mystical land of the 80s, metal and horror. So might as well start with the first one, right? Oh, Yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to let this play in the background while we sort of talk over it because like I was having a real difficult time a bit wondering if we should play the whole track or just like bits of it and then turn it up but so this one is what I find is that songs get really interesting in sequence like it's almost like the first movie doesn't need much because it's you know it's new and refreshing but when the sequel comes around it's like the producer going fuck oh we need to do something what do we need yeah. to do? We need to like get it so- a really great song. So this is Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud is the sequel to Chud. Now we've spoken about Chud in the past. It's a uh, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Uh, <laughs> so and I'll just turn that down a little bit. So Bud the Chud is a way more campy, cheesy sequel to the original. Chud, which was quite dark and scary with, like, humanoids living in the sewers in New York, eating people. This track was written um, by a producer called Nicholas Pike, but it was sung by Kip Lennon. And Kip Lennon's funny because he's not really a cock, at what you'd call a cock rock lord, and pretty much no one really heard from him, except for the fact that he was in a folk band called Venice. <laughs> Yeah, so the reason why I just, like, so Chud, um, the sequel, Bud of Chud, Bud the Chud, is um, Bud the a, Chud. 
military experiment to create a race of superhuman soldiers goes wrong when le- and legions of murderous zombies are unleashed upon a suburban neighborhood. Now, if there's something that's ever going to happen, it's like a science experiment by military uh, going wrong. Like, oh yeah, when is it ever going to go right? Really? Well, yeah. So, it's one of those movies where somewhere there's got to be a line in there saying what could possibly go wrong. Absolutely. I, and I think that the producers of this, when they looked at Chud, the original, and said, let's do a sequel, probably said exactly the same thing. Ah, yeah, for sure. And I can tell you um, lots went possibly wrong. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's hilariously funny. This track has like, it's not, what you would call a metal song, but it's like, you know, you can tell it's got synth and it's got like fake bringing guitars and a drum mm-hmm. machine to try and capture the, uh, the cock cheesiness of metal. So yeah. Yeah. What I love about it, and it's a bit of an earworm is that little bit that goes, bud the chud, bud the chud. <laughs> like you will be chanting that on your way to work tomorrow. I guarantee because it's bud um, the chud. Yeah. It's funny. Now, um, Interesting factoid about this movie, not much more about the, the Kip Lennon. Uh, yeah, you're not going to find much about him. You can, even on Spotify, this isn't listed as a Kip Lennon song. It's listed as a Nicholas Pike song. So you know how bad wow. it is when the producer gets actually acknowledged as the artist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Distance between. Um, yeah. But interesting thing about this movie is that um, Robert England plays has a uh, cameo in it as a trick-or-treater so you know a little bit of oh, uh, cool. weird freddy krueger this movie was in 1989 so it just gets sort of at the tail end of the 80s slasher mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. so, um listeners if you want to really dig this get into this i've um i've done two things for you i've put a youtube playlist together Mm-hmm. And I've put a Spotify playlist together. What we're doing now is we're going to put in this stuff up on YouTube. So if you choose to listen through YouTube, and if you're not listening through YouTube, you can go over to the Wastelands Radio Show channel, listen to the audio, and at the end of the audio, we make it through the end, and it'll pop up with some links to the, um, the videos, uh, which you believe be the soundtracks or the movies we've spoken about. I just want to chime in. Do you know what I heard from that song, Adam? Straight away, it gave me... Uh, when doves cry from by Prince Overtones. Oh yes, I was, I'm sure listen, someone. Listen back. I think someone. I think someone was crying at least. You might have been the doves. Uh, actually, I will listen back to that because it's funny because there is some other tracks in here that sound like things like another. Oh, and I think that might well, that might that that might be just a real way that they just try and hook you in, right? So sure, sure, sure. Now. The next one mm-hmm. is, and I'm going through my notes here. Have you ever heard of the Sleepaway Camp series? No, I haven't. No, yeah. I haven't. Well, it's probably a reason. But I'm about to. Yeah, you are. So this is actually not Sleepaway Camp, the original, but Sleepaway Camp 2 from 1988, um, Unhappy Campers. Now, <laughs> this so film, Ernest goes to camp. Yeah, it's, it's up there, mate. This film is actually more like a comedy. The former serial killer from the first film, Angela, is supposedly reformed and is now working at a new summer camp. But when the campers start to play up, she reverts to her evil uh, previous evil ways. So oh, yeah, basically, don't blame her. Now, there's, there's lots of elements of this. This film is notorious 
because mm. its poster actually has a camp, you know, sexy 80s, big hair camper girl with high-cut shorts with a backpack. In the backpack yep. is a hockey mask, a knife glove, and a chainsaw. Ooh. So it is just blatantly going, well, if you like these types of movies, you'll love this. That's really feeling like the 80s now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. So Holy this, smoke. So this is the Canadian super metal band Anvil, and their, oh, and their track Straight Between the Eyes. Um, funny, you know, that they turned up on this. So this is, this um, actual single comes off their fourth studio album, um, Strength of Steel. And, um, yeah, it was also... There's another track on this soundtrack, which is uh, Wild Eyes. Um What's funny is that really this track doesn't really match the movie, right? Because this track rocks. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it rocks. It's got you know, and this is a typical big hair, soaring guitars, screechy vocals. Yep, yep. So that's Anvil coming in for Sleepaway Camp Two. Unhappy campers. Hilarious. Unhappy campers. Break it down. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about is a film that we've spoken about before. And okay. Look, I've got to say this thing, say this up from the, the start. Wes Craven in the 80s had a boner for metal. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, and there's a couple of Wes Craven entries into, um, into this show just because it was just like he got great metal bands to supplement the soundtracks of his great fucking yep. movies, right? But one yep. of the really great movies that we both love is Shocker from 1989. With oh, yeah, sure. So, um, Shocker, and I think we've spoken about this before, but Shocker's like basically Wes Craven's attempt to start a new franchise because he felt that by 89, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise was on its last legs. Yep. So um, this was his really all-out attempt to start up a new franchise. Didn't stick, but he did get a bit of a stellar lineup to do the soundtrack. So, and two, there's two notable tracks on this movie that I want to talk about. One is this one. This is uh, Megadeth doing Alice Cooper's uh, classic No More Mr. Nice Guy, which features on the soundtrack. Awesome. Um, and, and this is actually um, Megadeth's fourth single of, you know, of all time. So that's really cool. Um, that is very cool. Huh. But then what's cooler is that there was this other band that did the, the title song to Shocker, which is these guys. Change over. This has got some guts to it, right? Yep. Good progressions. Nice. Yeah, 
So this is um, a band that was put together specifically for this movie, which was called The Dudes of Ra. So the Dudes of Ra are effectively a mega cock rock super group. It's yep. got Paul Stanley from Kiss as the lead singer. You've got nice. Tommy Lee playing drums. You've got yep. Alice Cooper doing writing credits and backing vocals. Like, yeah. So this song... Um, oh, and it had also Desmond Child. Shocker. Shocker. Funnily enough, not hey, a shocker of right. a song. It's like... Great. Just getting lost in the, uh, the shockingness. The shockingness. Now, Absolutely. Is... Oh, that's cool. That's a cool pedigree. So... That's Shocker. You don't need to talk too much about it. If you haven't seen Shocker, just go and watch it, right? Seriously. Go and have a look. What have you been doing? Now, starting off there, keeping with the theme of uh, sequels, uh, Mark, you'd be familiar with Gremlins. (laughs) Munchies. Yeah. And you're very familiar with Munchies. (laughs) But there was another wave of mean mean little weird puppet creatures that came out of B B grade um, horror movies, which were Uh quite brutal, and they used to pop up out of your toilet, and that was uh, Ghoulies. Nice. So, uh, we're not going to talk about Ghoulies. We're going to talk about Ghoulies 2. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> From 1988. So, um, Ghoulies wreak havoc in an amusement park um, entry of the series. Disposing of those who mistake them for fairground attractions. Um, Ooh. So, Mike, you know my story about Ghoulies is that I think it was my eighth birthday. Um, Dad had a mate who, and I've spoken about how he could get video pirated videos from the States, and we wanted to see Goonies. Yeah, and uh, he brought back this tape, whacked it in the video player, walked out of the room, and I had a sleepover with a bunch of mates. And oh. he, he came back in about fifteen minutes later, and we're all just like there, bone quiet. And he, it works. Like that. <laughs> this guy had given him a copy of Ghoulies, and you know, oh it, no! So I swear, I didn't sit on a toilet for about twelve months after. That. I used to hover over it just in case something <laughs> would come up and bite me on the nuts. Um, <laughs> but. That's a side note. This track is the th- is one is on the soundtrack of uh, Ghoulies Two. There's the Ferris Amusement Tea input. Get your tickets now. Really scary, Mister. Come on in. You got any have you got any inklings of who that might be? Uh, uh, not really. Is it Wasp? No, it's not Wasp. It is Wasp, dude. You fucking nailed that. It's what Black, the? It's Blacky Lawless and uh, Scream Till You Like It. Wow. I from from wow, 1987's okay. album. Uh, basically, oh, I can't believe you got that. That's hilarious. You are such a cock rock aficionado. Um, Here we go. So this was on a single, um, which was with a split with uh, their B-side was um, Shoot From The Hip. Now, the interesting thing about this track is that 
it was on full rotation for a year before Goonies 2 came out. So it was on um, MTV all through 1987 with clips of the band, um, you know, fruiting around in an amusement park with um, with fucking little gremlin the munchy ghoulies. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, good song, Wasp. You know, have you seen Blackie Law- Lawless lately? Oh, no, I haven't. Just type in Blackie Lawless 2020 into oh. go- into um, YouTube. And yeah. it looks like your mum. Not your mum, but looks like a, he looks like a mum. A mum. An elderly mum rocking... I don't know, it's, it's like it's it's something to behold. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, Dude looks like a yento. He, he looks like a yeti. Uh, so yeah, that is screamed to you like it by Wasp. Wasp, I think there's lots of rumours about Wasp actually stood for. Uh, uh, I like the one because there's always you know W dot A dot. I like to think that it was we are Satan's puppets, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm looking too much into it because I know for sure the ghoulies are definitely Satan's puppets because those <laughs> So there's a little there's a little bit of a, a, a whip around for you, listeners. Hey, oh. on fire tonight, I tell you. Um, okay. Oh man. So what are we going to look at next? We're going to look at all right. So this is going to get into another bit of a Wes Craven. Um, a bit of a Wes Craven cycle. This is from 1987. Looking at my notes. From a famous Wes Craven series. I'm going to play this track. Could be the cure to start with, couldn't it? Absolutely. So this film, a psychiatrist familiar with uh, the evil dream warrior, helps teens in a mental asylum uh, battle the killer who is invading their dreams. So that would be uh, Dream Warriors Uh, on Elm Street. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. Um, Familiar theme? Probably 1987. uh, Freddie really nailed his one-liners in this movie. He really came into his own on Um, nice. So this is the title track by um, Dripping with Sex. Uh, this is Dolkin and, um, and, and Dream Warriors. So wow. Dream Warriors. I just think that that's funny. You can just really feel Nightmare on Elm Street all through this movie. Um, so it was released as a single. It charted number 22 on the hot mainstream rock charts in the States. Uh, you believe that now? It was from the fourth album, Back to the Attack, from Dolphin. So that's um, pretty great. Back to the Attack. And the interesting factoid about uh, two couple of factoids is that on the VHS, Australian VHS release, the music clip was uh, that was released with this um, at the end of the oh. credits. Cool. And it's like uh, Dolphins battling Freddy and, and they actually vanquish Freddy and Freddy sort of wakes up from his nightmare and looks at the camera and goes, who the hell were those guys? <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> nice. And the other interesting thing is uh, Freddie's glove was stolen off the set of this movie and turned up a year later in the tool shed of Evil Dead 2. And it actually, can you can see the glove in the tool shed. Um, so that, nice. So that's a nice little factoid for you. Uh, there you go, losses. Continuing the Nightmare on Elm Street theme, we're going to go with this one. This is uh, Bruce Dickinson from Nightmare wow. Street 5, Dream Child. Dream Child, yeah, that was a great movie. So Bruce was actually asked to write a song for this track, for a track for this movie, and they paid for the studio and the producer and everything like that, and he came up with this one, which was Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, uh, which has got a rocking chorus. Um, <laughs> Iron Maiden loved it so much A year later they released it They, they included it into their uh, That dude has some pipes right <laughs> Yeah he's got the pipes That um, is hilarious Bring your daughter to the slaughter Yes Oh, So um, So it ended up, it ended up uh, Pray for the dying It ended up on the 8th album Of um Iron Maiden uh, because they liked it so much uh, interesting factoid about Nightmare on Elm Street 5 is Stephen King was offered to direct this film direct and write the film and he wow and he said no wow yeah he decided to Fair do enough. Maximum Overdrive instead <laughs> oh Maximum Overdrive now speaking of um, horror movies with great soundtracks ACDC Maximum all the way through um yeah, yeah. That's the, and we've spoken about that in our, our Pick Your Kings episodes. So that is um, Wes Craven. So that's two, you know, and look, there's great metal through most of Wes Craven stuff, but, um, you know, that's this. Now, this last one um, I want to talk about is great. Uh, it's from, again, like they're nearly all sequels. Uh, this is from a great sequels by Clive uh, Barker, Bank. Uh, brains has gone dead. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you do, when you write everything down in your book out of sequence, dude. <laughs> oh no! Clive Barker's series Hellraiser. This is by the time you get to the third uh, Hell on Earth, and it gets pin. It gets really cheesy. But this track. Oh. This is by our patron uh, saint, uh, Lemmy Kilmeister. <laughs> wow. So this is uh, a song, Hellraiser, that Lemmy wrote, helped produce and write for Ozzy. Now, Hellraiser turned up was on Ozzy Osbourne's uh, No More Tears album the year before um, and was great, and Ozzy smashed it, like Silky Smooth Production, Zach Wild Guitars. This version, Lemmy was asked to record for Hellraiser 3 and has a distinct motorhead touch. It's, 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 a bit, it's been stripped back, stronger bass. Mm-hmm. You've still got mm-hmm. elements of Zach Wilde's guitar in it, but the bass mm-hmm. is really pummeling your ears while mm-hmm. um, Lemmy 
screeches through. Um, what was cool about this is that uh, Clive Barker actually directed the film clip of this for, um, and it features Lemmy playing cards with Pinhead. Nice. Oh, yeah. why haven't I seen that? I know it's amazing. It's on the it's on the YouTube playlist. Uh, so go and check that out. The other thing too, I guess, is a factoid about this movie is that Peter Jackson was actually um, asked to direct um, direct this, and he said no. Wow. And I guess he wanted to do something else. I don't know. What would it be? 1992. Uh, who knows what he was doing then? Maybe planning Lord of My Rings. Um, but then, and then this is the first movie where Pinhead is actually referred to as Pinhead up until yep. he was like the whatever. Right, right. So that is my eight. Now, there's some notable mentions that aren't in here. So you can't, it's not really metal, but the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the, <laughs> the title track from that, the Dickies actually recorded. And cool. It's very cool. Um, you can't really talk about uh, cock rock movies, uh, horror movies, without mentioning Trick or Treat, which we've spoken about. Oh, with Fastway yeah. doing the soundtrack on that. You've already talked about Maximum Overdrive with ACDC. Um, mm-hmm. there, and then anything that John Mickle Four has been in. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Just whitewash that. Everything. Uh, Black Roses is another great one to, you know, with metal all through it. But look, it's, it scratches the top of the surface. But these are the ones that I just wanted to talk about because they are like... There's a couple of threads that go through the sequels. They're great metal. They're very. They've got lots of connections in and around yep. them. And fuck, man, it's Halloween. It's our show, so I can do what the fuck I want. <laughs> so there you um, go. That's oh, awesome. That's really it. I um, like I said, listeners and listeners. I've done this up on a YouTube uh, playlist. So if you listen, if you go over to our channel, like I said before, you listen to all you know. Make it to the end of it, and you can click on, or you could scrub through it, I guess. Um, yep. If you want to be a party pooper, and then Aww. you can watch the music clips, uh, or we've and we've got a Wastelands Spotify account, which I'll put the link up, and you can listen to the uh, awesomeness. I put some gems in there too. So there's the eight that we've spoken about tonight, but then there's also some other hidden gems from other movies which have notable uh, connections. I think. One that I'm, I've got to say, it's not really a horror movie, but it's actually a great 80s movie, which is Weird Science. And Oingo Boingo, Boingo, which is the funnest name in the world, the band name That's in great. the world to say, their title track, Weird Science, it's great. You know, it's like... Oh, for sure. So um, that's about it. Listeners, you can catch us on all the platforms where you get your podcasts. Um, Just type in Wastelands Radio Show. We are on the emails, which is wastelandradioshow at gmail.com. And you can catch us on the website where you can find our merch store at wastelands.com.au. And like, Mm. yeah, cheers, dudes. Um, for supporting us and all the friendly words that have been kicking our way. Uh, we are slowly creeping our way to absolute superstardom. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Not. That's okay. We know we, we, we dwell in the realm of obscurity and that is fine. We who lurk in the darkest reaches of the internet, we remind you to be kind, rewind. And Marco, Mark, is there anything else you would like to add? Melbourne, well done for making it all the way through lockdown. 
And it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. It's over! It's finished!